When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Suns get a dub and we are celebrating in the VIP lounge. Thank you for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. That's right. The Phoenix Suns took down the Utah Jazz 113-112. to DeAndre Ayton had himself another night, and it was a thing of beauty to watch. But guys, let's get right on into our three points. Saul, start us off. 29-21. and 21. 29 points, 21 rebounds for the big fella tonight. Uh, he played hard for all four quarters. Got to give this man a lot of love, and that's what we're about to do. Yes. Mine is four. Okay. It doesn't sound very big, but it came up huge. That was the number of points that Jock Landell had in the five minutes that he checked in in the fourth quarter, added in an assist and a rebound. Those five points were a huge difference maker, or four points were a huge difference maker in those five minutes he was in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Mine is eight of 27. It was an off shooting night for D-Book. He was able to still contribute in other ways, but just seemed like he was in a little bit of a shooting slump tonight. But we're going to start tonight's show on a positive. So Saul, we're going to tip it off with your talking point tonight, DeAndre. And we asked in the pregame show, do we believe the DA can have back-to-back nights of really great performances and he proved us that he absolutely can. I almost want to say tonight's was even a little bit better than last night. Oh, a little bit, yeah. It's, it was. <clears throat> I mean, it was significantly a, a step up. You know, last night he had twenty six and twelve. Tonight he had twenty nine and twenty one. Uh, <laughs> with my quick math, uh, I think that's fifty four, fifty four points, fifty four points, and thirty seven rebounds in, back, in in two games. Insane. Listen, uh, Da is has he has a lot of critics. Um, I was one of them a month ago for about a three-week stretch because I just didn't feel like he was playing hard. And I didn't feel like he was he was really doing the things that he needed to do to really solidify himself as a big man. When you play like this and the way he did last night and the game before that, I feel like this is now his third straight solid game. That that commands a lot of attention. He was dominant tonight. And he was dominant in a, in a different way because last night he was hitting that jumper a little bit more. Today... He was just dominating down low for all those people that kept clamoring for him to dunk. He is dunking and he is dunking with authority. Like he was fantastic tonight. I listen, we all want DA to do well. Like I I don't think I'm not sugarcoating that. I feel like everybody wants him to do well. You can see when DA shows up, the rest of the NBA is in trouble because this, this we have heard the quote, the phrase sleeping giant for so long in this valley, and usually we're talking about ASU sports. <laughs> this time we're talking about DA and the U of A guys showing you what a sleeping giant looks like when they finally wake up. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony Totri's here. I had to throw some sun double shades. It mind. went right over his head, though. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I, I gotta, I'll do it to his face if I'll do it when he's not here. Uh, also, DA played 34 <laughs> minutes tonight. You were clamoring for him yep, to get over that yep. 29 mark that we saw last night. He gets five additional minutes and has the 29 Third most on the team. and 21. I mean, yeah. that's that's huge tonight. He came up big. I love that we're seeing him. Uh, it, we were talking about it. It's like all of a sudden he realized he is bigger, stronger, and more athletic than the guys out there on the court over the last two nights, and something clicked. And, and I don't remember which Girthling said it. But uh, they said maybe it was Pat Bev shoving him that ignited it. And I hadn't thought of that. But maybe that is. Maybe he was like, okay, that's enough. I'm going to 
prove that you cannot bully me in any way on this court anymore. That Maybe that was the one we talked about in the pregame. Was it Barkley saying something? But I hadn't thought about the Pat Bev yeah. thing, and or that's maybe, a big switch. Has DA ever gotten like in a kerfuffle of that level before no as as an nba player now the last time i as an nba player i can't recall a kerfuffle but i will say this um when faced with a lot of adversity and a lot of like angst i will say like for instance when when da was at u of a i was there in oregon when the whole hundred thousand dollar thing came out uh you know basically and people were trying to come at da for that right and that dude went off in that game and had 30 points basically all in the first half and just killed Oregon. Um, and so I, I can see where maybe if, you know, if, if this was the Pat Bev thing or it was Barkley kind of talking shit that how it kind of gets under his skin, skin because he does respond to, to that kind of negative criticism, if you will. I agree. What my thought process around it was, was maybe DA finally got legitimately shoved by somebody and realized like that shit didn't hurt. Well, and a guy that, like that, Pat Bev, yeah, too. That, that wasn't a big deal. Like I can take some of this a little bit more. Did uh, He shoved me and yeah, I tripped because there was a guy in front of me and I didn't want to step right on him. But maybe he realized like these, some of the guys in the NBA really aren't that strong and I am way stronger than them and I'm way bigger than them. I don't know. Maybe he just realized like how legitimately powerful he is i think it's that and then i you know he took a body when he went for that dunk uh, last night when he went up against detroit i think maybe that too where he's like oh yeah i took contact i absorbed it that guy took most of the punishment i'm gonna keep uh, i'm gonna keep going at this i don't care if if i get hit in the air i'll be fine yeah listen his physicality tonight was undeniable Mm -hmm. um you know his his spacing where he was on the court um, the second effort plays that you we were seeing Tory Craig come up with quite a bit. Da was coming up with those tonight. The the end of the game that was a perfect example. Like he kept that ball alive, got secured the rebound, and thus secured the win. Like he was fantastic all the way around. And and this is the best part: the Suns still don't know how to use him as great as they possibly can. There was too many times where Da was was showing a lot of effort. You would get the rebound, he'd outlet it, and then he'd sprint up the court. If we were, if Steve Nash were on the court, I'm just gonna say like this: if we had a guy like Steve Nash on the court, or maybe if Chris Paul Chris comes Paul. back, those 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 outlets, those sprinting up up, up the court, he's gonna get rewarded for those oh, yeah. mm-hmm. because tonight guys were just grabbing the ball and basically looking down. They weren't looking up the court. Um, and DA had multiple opportunities to get some easy, easy dunks. So if Chris Paul comes back and he can really expose that some more, it opens up everything even more, especially the outside shooting on fast break situations, which is a la like the seven seconds or less suns. I'm okay with it though, because it did force him at one point to actually dribble up the court. I, and I were that. talking. Yeah. He looked around. He's like, none of you are going to. Okay. He's like, I'm all right, fine. It. I'll do this. And, and we hadn't seen that from him at and all. And it in his paid career. off. Yes. I like it. I, I, hopefully this is us seeing DeAndre Ayton's eyes opening to what the world could really be out there on the basketball court for him in the NBA. Like they say, sometimes things just slow down for players mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I think we might be at that moment. We talk about uh, big men taking longer to develop. Maybe maybe we have finally hit that threshold where the game is just clicking for him, which seems like a far cry from where we were a week ago with him, but sometimes that happens. Now we just need consistency. I don't need 29 and 21 every night, but I just need consistency where we're seeing that effort, and then I'll buy into, okay, this is the new standard. This isn't just a flash in the pan. It's this is the DA we're getting. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, think, I think DA is a walking double-double every single night. 20 and 10 should be the floor. Mm -hmm. It should be the floor. And I think we're starting to see that. And more importantly, I think he's starting to realize, like, oh, shit. Huh. How about that? If I do this, this happens. If I do this, this happens. These guys have been telling me this all this time. But until you actually start to do it and start to practice those habits, um, it'll never come to fruition. And we saw a playoff DA. We saw – NBA Finals run DA tonight and yesterday, and it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. The guy can play basketball. 
I just wish he realized that when things aren't going so great for him and he put in the effort to do that on a day-to-day basis. And it looks like he's starting to do that. Okay, so I'm not trying to make excuses here, Uh-oh. but I, I'm just going to ask the question, two questions. How much of DA's lackluster performances have been maybe due to the ankle situation and the fact that Chris Paul was out and he was building chemistry with a new point guard? I don't think. Is, are we buying any of that at all? No, because the things that, that were bothering him, like the ankle, listen, if you step on the court, that means you're, you're ready to go. Like, I, I, listen. I know in theory that's supposed to be the rule. No, but yeah, but, but you, can't, you can't stand around and watch guys move around you and not do shit. And that's what he was doing. You got to show effort in some way, some some way, shape, or form, right? And there was a lot of times, too many times, where he was just standing. He wasn't being physically aggressive. The last game against the Jazz in Utah, a lot of standing around the first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, he was more active. Like So I don't feel like it's necessarily the ankle. Um, it's just his own activity. And sometimes we've seen him go through lulls like this in a season. And it can't in year five, that just cannot happen. The, eye, the microscope is so honed in on you you cannot afford to do that kind of stuff and so yeah look i mean i could see where he could be tentative and he seems like a guy that if he overthinks that different things uh, can happen maybe the ankle played a little bit into that i I don't think uh playing with campaign had anything to do with it he's done he's had minutes with him in the past what i do think is chris paul to saul's point earlier would find him for easier buckets sometimes than we're seeing with campaign. So maybe that led to a little bit of it on the offensive side, but it was really the defense and rebounding. That was, was my biggest issue with, uh, with DA over the last few weeks. And he's been aggressive on the boards. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he had it's seven or excuse me, 10 offensive, excuse me, eight offensive rebounds uh, tonight. That final one, was his eighth, I believe, and ninth. that ninth. Okay, I think that was the one they added back. They, they to added him back okay, yeah. because they had taken one yeah. away. Uh, so uh, he did it on the offensive glass, and that's all heart and hustle, offensive rebounding. That mm-hmm. that's about just being there, knowing where the ball is, and fighting for it. And he's done a great job. So look, he's engaged right now. I hope that this is what we continue to see because he's fun to watch when he's like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's way more fun for us. Yes. Like selfishly, I want this DA because it makes it way more fun in these shows to be able to highlight great things he's doing, to be able to celebrate Big Sun's wins and talk about his monster jams and things like that instead of talking about oh, yeah. what we had to talk about for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, listen, it, you know, Espo talked about DA catching a body the other day. I still don't feel like he really caught a body. Well, like when you catch him, like that was like the high school version of catching a body. Like when somebody was in the area, oh, you got dunked on. I'm like, bro, I didn't even jump. What are you talking about, right? At some point, he's really going oh. to catch a body and the internet will break here in Phoenix. <laughs> I meant the I meant that based on DA standards. That was wow. catching a body. There was contact was when he went too, up. Uh, as I, he's been. But yeah, look, I mean, this is this is fun. This is what we we hope to see from DA and and kudos to him. He without him the last two games, they don't win those games because he he didn't have a whole lot of running mates that were doing a whole lot uh, in either game. So he he won back-to-back games for this Suns team, and that's what you want out of your number one pick. Yes, and for the second night in a row, DeAndre Ayton is going to be our draft king, king of the game. Is he the first back-to-back? I think this season, yeah. So he finished with 29 points, 21 rebounds. It was 20 at the end of the game, but we got news that they had – Added another an, an additional action. rebound. Yeah, we there. said that five times in the in the in the in the intro. We were trying to get your attention, but you <laughs> you were in the zone. You were locked in, Emma. I and he that. was eleven focused. of nineteen from the field. So shout out to DeAndre and for back to back king of the game nods. This has been fun. This was a good weekend for DA, oh, and yeah. I hope that we see this continue on. Um, I. Gosh, wouldn't it be so fun? Yeah, we can ban Jim Soccer Money, by the way. Just ban him forever. He's good. All right, cool. Bye, Jim Soccer Money. You suck. (laughs) Be nice in the chat, everybody. Be Be nice in the chat. Uh, Speaking of DraftKings, finally, you always say when you pick the over on DA, it hit. Mm -hmm. Finally, I picked an over on DA and it hit. Like, 
I think we're turning the corner, you guys. Yeah. I think we can maybe, I'm, I'm going to be very cautious moving forward with this and we're knock on wood. I think maybe we might be able to bet on the over on DA a little bit more here now. That number's going up. It's not going to be 16. I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. I don't They're know. They might give eight. them a few more games. because they still, and a half, 18 and a half. But I think they might give them a few more games of this because books hasn't moved a whole lot. They don't, they don't want to lose money, Lindsay. Yeah. They'll well, move it. And then it'll be. I don't know like, if they'll move it quite so fast. It won't be like the next game. So wait to see for Sacramento. You might be okay. But Sacramento is going to be a, a, a pretty fun game to watch too, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know, but if the if the numbers make sense for you, I would say maybe take a peek at that on Monday before we, the Kings game. Can we talk about me? Did I yours mean, hit too? I I bet the money line for Utah at halftime. Okay. That hit. I said the Suns would win by one. That hit. I mean, give me some uh, some of my flowers there, Lindsay. Some of your flowers, Thank you. Espo. Oh, that's what I want. Basically, what we're saying is we had a pretty good night on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you are not on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you absolutely should be because is it a great? It's a great way to watch sports. Um, the two of these go together like peanut butter and jelly. It's just perfect. Like so if you haven't tuna. already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code PHNX, and place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and you're going to get $150 in free bets if they do. Those free bets can be used for any bets that you want on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code PHNX. Just a reminder, though, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You know, one of the things that I just want to adjust real quick, you know, so we had somebody in the chat that was basically coming at us all angry and all disgruntled and really all effed up, right? Uh, sorry, um, Utah fans. Yeah, <laughs> and try, talking about you guys shit on DA now, now you guys need to apologize. No, we're not going to apologize. We didn't shit on DA. He was playing poorly. He was. It's called the you, truth. And if you can't see that, I can't help you. What he was doing, though, in the last three games was balling his ass off. And we gave him plenty of praise for it. Like, we're going to be factual or at least as close to factual as possible. But if you come in here all sideways and you just start – calling people names, coming after Lindsay, coming after us two fat fucks. Well, go fuck yourself. Like, eh. we can't even see you. Because if I saw you, I would destroy you. I promise you, I would. Eh, come at me however you want. Just I'm fine with it. Uh, just be nice. Just yeah, be nice. Just don't be a but, dick. By the way, shout out to Joel from pregame. He said you could take the Utah plus six and win some money. He was exactly correct. Was absolutely right. Yeah, you mean the Joel when I misunderstood <laughs> I did, it yeah, and I was yeah. being spicy at Joel. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> Um, also another really cool thing that you guys can do this upcoming week is hang out with us at four peaks again, because we're still having world cup watch parties out there. So I'll tell us about the next one. Yeah. The next one's going to be on Tuesday, probably one of the biggest uh, matches in us history because they can get out of the group stage with a win and get to the knockout stage, which will be the first time since 2010. They had done that. Um, they've only gone to the knockout stage six times, but they're taking, uh, Iran, on on tuesday so we'll be there at 12 o'clock four peaks show up at 11 11 30 because it will be packed we had 250 people there for the world cup match against england on friday today we had a little less than 200 for the mexico argentina matchup still both scenes crazy and uh and loud and it was fun uh, Tuesday should be even more lit because everything's on the line. If they tie or if they lose, they're going home. They got to win. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Well, and you want to talk about bitter rivals. I mean, there's nothing more in opposition than Iran and the USA in every sense of it. Right? You know, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, that's that's one you want to win for multiple reasons. One last thing on DA before we move to the next. Oh, I topic. have a couple of things okay. on DA. So you're what, good. What I loved, and somebody in the chat mentioned this too, uh, the hug that DA got after he grabbed that rebound from Book, and somebody else ran in and dapped him. Like they were genuinely excited for how well DA played and for grabbing that board to secure the win. I like seeing that. We heard all this quite frankly, bullshit coming into the season that this is a toxic team. There's so many problems. It's a morgue at media day, yada, yada, yada. This group still is having fun, mm -hmm. still is supporting each other. Uh, we saw it yesterday with dancing with that kid. You see it in little moments like uh, book celebrating DA tonight there at the end. 
I like where this team is vibes wise. I agree. Um, my things on DA actually came from the chat. So we got a couple super chats and a few uh, comments that I want to bring up. HM, thank you for your super chat. We appreciate you said we need mad DA. This was mad DA, according to HM. And if that's the case, I'm okay with it. Yeah, somebody slap him in the face, call his kid ugly before every game. Yeah, okay, that's a little too aggressive. Hey, whatever it takes, man. <laughs> I don't feel like he played mad. I just feel like he just played aggressive. I feel like it's... It, There's a difference. I mean, may, yeah, because he doesn't control. seem mad. When, you, when you're mean, controlled, at, you're just aggressive. Yeah, when you're fair. out of control and you're just flying... He didn't have a single foul tonight, so he, I don't feel like he was playing mad. He was just playing aggressive. I don't mean, look at yesterday, he was dancing with kids before the game. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Maybe and he just, had zero fouls yesterday, too. Yeah, maybe, he's coming up big. I mean... HM's mad could also be a synonym for multiple things. You could say aggressive. You could insert oh, yeah. whatever type of yeah. word you want in there. But we agree with whatever DA is playing with right now, that emotion, we want more of it. Yeah, you could have meant mad fly, yo. I mean, there's a lot of things you could have meant. <laughs> and then we also got a super chat from Manuel. Thank you for your super chat. Said, here's two bucks for DA's double-double. One for the win and the other two for Saul's power legs. Look, Saul's power legs deserve much more than two bucks. <laughs> That's underselling these bad boys. And then also, I thought this was a really cool nugget of information. Brittany said that StatMuse says the last time a son posted a 28-plus point and 20-rebound game was Mari. Uh, Amari. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I actually saw quite a few people on social was like, that was very Amari-like. What's so funny that is... That reminded me of Amari tonight. What's so funny is, is this was throwback day, and before the game started, they showed um, Charles Barkley against the Spurs in the second mm -hmm. round, and he had 28 and 20. And tonight, yeah. D.A. here had 28 and 20. He had 29 21. I mean, I listen, synergy, people. The past to the present. The known to the unknown. It's beautiful. How the I universe has just given us this great <laughs> awesome. gift. <laughs> I I had never really seen the Amari comparison in watching DA in the past, but there's been a few of those dunks over the last two nights that you go, yeah, I could see that a little bit, you know, like mm -hmm. I I can see it, and it and it feels like it's come out of almost nowhere because these are athletic dunks that DA is doing. They're they're showing hops. It's not it, it's not the hesitation, bring the ball to the hip, try to make a move. He's just. He's using instinct. It's like he trusts himself yeah. finally, and and that's a beautiful thing. Honestly, maybe it is that. Maybe he's just feeling more confident in himself. Yeah. Whatever Could it be. is, keep it up, DA. We're really happy, and uh, this has been really fun to watch you play in this way. All right. Should we continue on the positive, or should we yeah. go to the negative? No, let's go positive. All right. Jock Landale. We finally got to see Jock Espo. This was your point of the game. <sighs> It's about time. It's about damn time. <laughs> in a minute, I'm going to need a little more jock da, na, na, in my life. Na, na, Anyways. Da, uh, da, da, da. It was only five minutes, it was, but it was still, it was five great minutes. Five minutes, four points, a rebound, an assist. I mean, if you look at that, that counts for, for six points there in a one-point victory. Uh, you know, that was a huge five-minute span in that fourth quarter, mm -hmm. especially for a guy who had not been on the court in how many games, didn't play in the first three quarters of this, came in and was instant offense, was instant energy, was fired up and kept his bench teammates in that game and in the right mentality. I loved what I saw from Jock and Landale Landing popping tonight it's been it was fun yeah he was fantastic listen if you don't think the guys feed off of his energy mm -hmm. um like he almost forces it on them you know what i mean like he had a rebound uh then the ball was on the floor and he was kind of trying to uh, figure it out and they were grabbing his arms they called a foul and jock just stood up and just screamed at the crowd like let's go you know what i mean and he got everybody else hyped up and he's calling guys out like let's go you know what i mean like so it's infectious, you know, and that's something that they have missed a little bit with him being out for the last several games um, in lieu of Biz Macriano. So I'm glad that he's back and and he got an opportunity to show what he's all about because, listen, he, he has great fundamentals. He gets great position, uh, has a nice float game, has a nice little hook shot. Like, he, he can play the big as a replacement to DA just fine. Uh, so I, I'm glad to see him out there tonight. Is there a world where they could coexist on the same court? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I just D and Jock or DA and Jock. DA and Jock. Yeah. DA's um shooting game would need to improve yeah. significantly. Or, like, or Jock, Jock needs to shoot from the perimeter a little bit better, but they can't they're right now they're not interchangeable enough. My only thought is, you know, 
I think people are talking about, oh, Jock has some defensive liability. If you could play him with another defensive anchor. I mean, if you have him out there with McHale, and McHale's kind of running quarterback on defense, I think that helps as well. But tonight he did everything you could ask. I mean, especially five minutes. He had double the points of of Biz, who had double the minutes of him. I mean, hopefully this is the start of of seeing Jock back in that rotation. And that's no shade to Bismack Biombo. We did have a few people in the chat. Daniel was one of them that... Wanted us to give some flowers to Bismack Biombo, talking about his screens, boxing out, physicality inside, shot blocks, and all the the like. Um, so this is no shade to Bismack no, Biombo. I think more of what it is is that I think we see a lot of potential in Jock's game and what he can be for this team. And with all the trade rumors and all of the stuff that we've been talking about literally since the start of the season because of the Jay Crowder situation – think maybe we all got in our feels a little bit and got a little nervous that we hadn't given him enough time before mm-hmm. potentially it was a tinfoil hat thing of course there was nothing that really was substantial behind this feeling but it made everyone nervous and I think that's why everyone was a little bit concerned about why we hadn't seen yeah. uh Jock get any playing time in the last few games but it's no shade to Bismack whatsoever we love busy he's he's great for this team but yeah, just wanted to put that out there. But still, happy to see Jock get some minutes and happy to see that he made the most of it. We that. can't besmirch the good name Biz. We can't. <laughs> I just, I didn't want it to feel like we were pitting the no. two of them against each other by no. any means, you know? I mean, and it was a rough night for Biz, too. Uh, no points, no rebounds. Like, it was it was not your typical night. Yeah, he set some good screens, but he wasn't having, uh, having the impact that he usually does. And, one thing, Jock's uh, rebound was an offensive rebound, which which helped the Suns have ten more offensive rebounds than the Jazz, which also led to having what was it, uh, thirteen more shots than them, which is huge when uh, the Jazz shot better from the field, shot better from three, and shot exactly the same from the free throw stripe. Those extra, uh, those extra possessions came up huge. Uh, Jock had one. Da had uh, had those uh, major offensive rebounds as well. That's a big reason why this team won tonight. I mean, listen, the the, the Jazz are a tough team. They are. They, they surprised a lot of. They people. may or may not make the playoffs, but they are a tough team. Um, they play very well together. Um, they're gritty on defense. Like yeah, you got to give them credit for what they did. Uh, what how they've been able to compete with the Suns so far this year in two games. I think they're we lost by one last time, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, we've broken even with the Jazz uh, on the season. So um, and, and listen, in terms of Jock and Biz, like when Biz goes out there, he needs to produce in the small amount of time he is out there. I think that's why you saw maybe Da come back early. I think tonight Monty did realize Da's feeling pretty good. We need to get him out there a little bit more. Biz isn't giving us much, and Jock has been kind of whatever he's been riding riding pine so they gave him a few minutes just because maybe biz wasn't getting the job done and then they had to bring da back right away and i thought it was a fantastic adjustment by monty um listen we i i was hard on him last night tonight he improved tonight he made the necessary corrections to try and keep his man in there and it, it produced a one point result you needed every advantage tonight possible to get this win and monty did just that the matt um Box Ghost in the chat said, if we give flowers to Biz, we got to give flowers to everyone. That's just not fair. So buckle up, y'all. We're going down the list tonight. Everybody. We are going down the list tonight. But before we hand out all the flowers, we do have to talk about Devin Booker. Okay? Because 8 of 27 was not not the best night for Devin. He had an off-shooting night. But I will say, if we're giving flowers, he did contribute in other ways. Let's, Let's not sugarcoat it, though. Devin Booker's shooting was hot trash tonight yeah and you know we were hard on da so i think it's only fair that you're hard on book when he has a night like tonight he shot far too much when he wasn't feeling it at some point he asked to know i got to defer to my other guys he's talked about trusting his teammates this year this is the kind of game that he should have trusted them a little bit more because it was very apparent he did not have it and and you got to wonder, does D.A. get closer to that 40 mark if Devin decides, hey, 
I'm not having it. I'm going to feed him. And does Book get that triple double? Uh, you know, because he's he's not focusing so much on the shooting and gets those additional three rebounds at some point. Listen, too. we can look at the stats and say 27-7-11 is a pretty pretty great off night, and, yeah. and that would, is. that is that is true. However, 27 shots and you miss a majority of them. That's you know, that's what he's talking about. You you basically missed 20 shots. You mm-hmm. missed 20 shots tonight. And, and some of those shots were ill-advised. Pull-up threes on the fast break yep. when he hasn't hit a three yet. Um, you know, fadeaway jumpers that he has usually miss, uh, makes when he's feeling pretty good um, that weren't even coming close. Like, he was just really off tonight. Um, and again, I, I love the point that you just made about you can talk about trusting your teammates all you want, when you're feeling really good and you know that you're going to have more of an impact in case somebody slips up, that's okay. I can make up for it. But when you're not on and you are off, you got to find different ways to be able to help your teammates and trust your teammates tonight. There was other guys on the court that were, that were, that were actually contributing on the offensive mm-hmm. side. He needed to trust them more specifically Mikhail and DA. Um, and he didn't do that. It almost cost his team, but he did do some other things in other areas such as passing, um, he was, he, he got six rebounds on one possession. I don't know if I can even count the rebound. It right was now. three, yeah, but he had six in the first had, quarter. He had and then six in the, the first way. quarter. Yeah. But so. look, Devin almost had a third of the sun shots tonight. Yeah. That's not sustainable when you shoot like that. And he was one of seven from deep. Uh, you know, like just trust your teammates more at that point. You, it's okay to admit that you don't have it on a certain night. Okay. But to be fair, Book has had to tap into old school book of carrying the load a lot in recent games, maybe not recent games, a lot in the past couple of weeks. So maybe that was maybe there is a little bit of of hesitation around the trusting that he was able to build up for a while. But you could see D.A. last night dominate. You saw that's where that was heading tonight. McHale had a great shooting night like. I get that old habits die hard, especially when he's had to pull them back out uh, over the last couple of weeks. But this is the next maturation step for Devin Booker. On a night like this, he goes, all right, I don't have it. I'll If I'm wide open, I'll take the shot, but I'm going to try to find other guys. Or he goes, I can't hit a jumper. I'm driving to the hoop as often as I can and trying to get to the free throw line. Those are the two things I want to see on a night like this from Devin Booker. And this isn't slander to Devin Booker. It's just, okay, this was a shit night from the from the field. And you gotta you gotta recognize it when it happens. There's an adjustment uh for everybody. When DA plays to the level that he that he's played the last couple games, um, it's an adjustment for everybody to trust. You know, I mean, like that just is what it is. You know what I mean? And and that part of that is on Booker to adjust to DA and understand that you can trust your big fella down there because he's coming through for you. Uh, but it, it, like I said, like, it's just, it's, it's been three or four games in a row. Like it's, it's just gotta be more consistent. And I think you're starting to see that. I hope we're going to see that more consistently from DA uh, book did have some nice passes as the chat has mentioned several times, but again, we're, we're talking about this is game number 20 of the season or something like that. And things are going to be fluid. Things are going to be moving around. And as long as you get the W's, Things can continue to move in a in a positive traje- trajectory, but uh, Booker is going to have to um, you know understand that he can trust his teammates a little bit more than he did tonight, and not just jack up shots like crazy like this is 2018. Look, I I love the girthlings, the uh, goon sitting there saying you know that uh, that he won't have this Devin Booker slander, mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm okay with that, you know. But let's be honest, if if you want if you want us to be hard on DA when he's bad, you gotta, you gotta be willing to say Devin Booker didn't play well tonight and that's okay. He doesn't have to be the man 82 out of 82. If I get 70 out of him, where he's the man? That's, that's what I need from my superstar. It's the other 12 that guys like DA got to pick it up and be the guy that night. It's okay. He had a bad night. It's also okay to say he had a bad night. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he had, he had an off night. Like it just is. It is what it is. Like he he missed he missed nineteen shots. Like what do you want us to say? You want us to be like, oh, he was fantastic. Like no, like we would be dogging on Da if he took twenty seven shots and, and only made eight. Yeah, but like I understand. Book, listen. The difference between what we're saying about Devin Booker is like 
it's not like we think Devin Booker's going down this spiral and he's out of control and this is just what he's been of late. No, he had a bad, a bad game, singular one, not a routine, right. not a, not a, you know, not a consistent thing that we see. He's going to be fine. The greats always figure it out. And yes, Kobe shot 33 times in one game and only made five. I understand yeah. that. But the next game they came back, they came back and probably had like an 18 for 20 game and dropped 40. Like, and that's what Devin Booker is about. So he's going to be fine. I think the thing is, is that like um, Psycho in the chat, Psycho Hawk said, uh, fair, fair is fair. Booker had an off night, so got to speak to it at least. And that's exactly what it is. The difference about like some, there's people who are like, if this were anybody else, we would be ripping them to shreds and blah, blah, blah. The difference is his book has shown us consistently who he is and he has off nights versus the opposite when we're asking somebody to be consistent and they're working towards it and they have majority off nights or not quite there yet. There's a difference when you're talking about specific players. It can't all be the exact same shade of gray. And I'm not saying Devin should have shot eight times, but I would have taken 24 with, you know, uh, with what, you know, three other possessions, four other possessions where he passed to somebody else. Like, I get it. Shoot or shoot. That's the way it works in this league. But it was an off night. But look, I'm still going to say it. This is Devin Booker's MVP season, right? Even in an off night, he goes 27-11-7 and seven, uh, in this and has helped the Phoenix Suns went down what you could call three starters if you want to count Jay as a starting caliber player. And they're at the top of the West and within striking distance of being on top of the league. So Devin Booker is having an MVP caliber season. He had an off night where he shot bad, and we're just saying, hey, I'd just like to see him pass a few more times in this game. Yeah. I wanted the triple-double. I don't need... I don't need twenty, you know, twenty-seven shots. I needed ten assists out of you, and you fell three short. I want to see the triple double. I also don't need to see Devin Booker playing thirty-nine minutes. That's true. Like that's it, another portion of this that we might be overlooking too is how exhausted Devin might be. Like I get he's young, I get he can handle it, and he wants to have that. However, how many times have we had conversations where like Monty Book can't play the entire fourth quarter? Yeah. You can't be running this guy into the ground this early into the season. Yeah. So maybe it's starting to add up. Maybe Book just needs to take a really good nap. Look, if you guys want all positivity and not paying attention to anything, there's a there's a post game show they show on television that'll give you that. All right, and that and that's fine. That's for some people. But here we're gonna give it to you the way it is. When we see something that's bad, we're gonna call it out. That's just the way we're gonna do it here. I'm not. I'm giving flowers to everybody. Devin Booker, here's your flower because you almost had a triple double, and we will take that. <laughs> Can we give Ish Wainwright a triple or a triple double? A triple double. Yeah, let's oh, do it for that let's hair. For that hair, the yes. hair itself deserves a flower. Listen, Ish Wainwright. So I was watching, you know, the Suns post, um, like uh, int- uh, walking videos and mm-hmm. all the stuff of the guys in their street clothes before the games. I don't know which one had a better fit tonight, Jock Landale or Ish Wainwright. Both of them ate tonight. And I was like, this looks so good. And Ish, his hair was a lot more bigger. He had, he had like combed it out a little bit. And I loved it. It looked so good on him tonight. Hey, so he must have been feeling himself. Jock and Ish come in looking good and go four of uh, five from the field. I mean, Ish had two threes tonight. I know. 10 points is that they win by one without those 10 points they lose by nine that's just math i'm a big fan of it by the way flower to uh, to landry shamit tonight for being able to stand up without falling over so congratulations uh flower to landry shamit finally back on the court finally feeling healthy we love that always great when players are feeling healthy uh we will continue on this flower chain But for right now, I'm going to give you guys flowers by letting you know about some really great deals that you need to check out before the weekend is over. First and foremost, our friends over at More Furniture, who helped us set up our office and our studios here at PHNX, are having a Black Friday sale at their local Arizona More Furniture showroom. So if you guys are in the market for new furniture, we highly recommend you check them out because not only are they beautiful, they're also really comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's like crucial when you're buying furniture, especially for your home. Um, You can check out all of the offerings they have at morefurniture.com as well, just to kind of go into the showroom with a little bit more preparation, knowing what you're looking for. And in addition to that, 
PHNX has got you covered for all your gifts for Christmas this year with yes. our Black Friday through Cyber Monday sales. Cyber weekend right now. Yes. Boop, 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 boop. Weekend. So basically uh, in our locker at phnxlocker.com, you can get up to 90% off. Like it, these sales are legit. You can get a shirt for under a buck. Yeah. Go find it. And two additional things. So for everyone, when you spend $75, you get a $15 gift card in return. And if you are a PHNX diehard, one of our beloved members, you also get 20% off uh, throughout the entire year. And it's stackable on all the sales that are happening this weekend. So you get even more of a discount. So if you haven't checked it out yet, we highly recommend. The link is in the bio. Again, phnxlocker.com. Obviously, it's also all over our socials. So yeah. if you need help finding that, you can find it all there. Can I just, uh, this is a plea to more furniture. Can we get my girl Lindsay over here a footstool? Yeah, I need uh, it. Because her feet don't touch the ground and we need to help her out. So I just feel like crossing your legs like this every single day is not great for like the blood flow in your legs, you know? Oh, it stretches out my, uh, my glute. Oh, okay. Well. Which good is for good you, for my back. I feel like it cuts off the blood flow in your calf sometimes. No, my calves are big. I don't. I don't. Okay, well, I'm not on that level, and I'm not as tall as you. Maybe it's different <laughs> when your feet is on the ground, so you have support and you cross your leg, versus huh? when you have no feet on the ground and you're crossing your leg. I just, I just want to be able to touch the ground. I'm just trying to get you some help. That's, that was, all. that's why I asked. That's all. All right, back to uh, handing quick, out some th flowers. Th there was a there was a comment earlier in the chat. Asking about this beautiful Suns brew right here. Oh, <laughs> it, it's empty. <laughs> Sorry. Never mind, Espo. <laughs> this was my stick. I was going to fucking say it. <laughs> but no, it is coming so soon. That's it. Are we? Are we no coming longer soon in to Four Peaks? Goddamn. <laughs> oh, it's empty. We, no shit, Sherlock. I was gonna say something about that. We had a two-game run where we were in lockstep. Oh Tonight is not that night. No. I just um, sat here for five minutes letting these two talk, just so I could say that one fucking thing. I mean, you could have joined in. I'm sorry, Saul. No, I don't want to give flowers to anybody else. Why? I'd like to give flowers to Saul. No. No. No, no for the no flowers. flowers. Saul can't have no flowers. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, what else do you want to talk about, Saul? Oh, I guess we could just keep handing out flowers because that's what we want to do today. Let's do it. Flowers to Emma for not falling asleep behind the mat. Yeah, flowers to flowers those to daggers you. that uh, Emma is throwing our way for all the flowers there we are handing nothing, out. Nothing is real right now. <laughs> we are on a floating rock. Emma's so tired. <laughs> and that is my conclusion. Oh, my goodness. My legs hurts. <laughs> so, Gerald is waiting for DeAndre Ayton, the man of the hour. So, he'll be joining us hopefully within the next... 10 minutes or so. So My God, we, we got to stall for 10 more minutes? We have two options. We <laughs> more can, flowers. We can continue <laughs> handing out flowers and talk about a few things um, additionally from this game, or we can tap into our waiting for Gerald segment where we talk about nonsense until <laughs> Gerald gets here. Waiting for Gerald. I don't need any more flowers. Well, we did have a couple. Well, we had a question in the pregame that we, you asked about that I thought was pretty interesting where I we did? could talk about experiences. Oh, yeah. Um, but then we had another question before the game uh, ended that was brought up by our Anthony Totri. Do we want to go with no, either one no, of those? No, no. No, Here, no, no. I have a trivia question. <laughs> Come on, but it was so fun. No, absolutely oh not. Um, I do have a trivia question for everyone in the chat, though, just to <laughs> help you guys out here. Um, there are three NBA players, present or former, all included, right? Who have, I don't know exactly what the parameters are this, but this is how I was told, who have charted as musicians. And the, I'll give you two of them. You have to tell me who the third one is. Well, they had, they had a. But don't they, Google it. You can't say charted as a as a musician because that's not accurate. In okay, this well that's sense. how I was told. So like have have been at top the top of the, of the charts? charts. Top of the okay. charts. Yeah, have it's been like at Raymond the top Tisdale of the charts. charts. With, there a, with, we go. A, with a song. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's Damian Lillard is one, of course. Who was the other one that I said? Uh, Shaq. Shaq. Okay, right. So Dame and Shaq. Don't who is the days. third one? And don't Google it, but if you guys, if you can get it right, I'll give you a bunch of flowers. While we're waiting for all of that stuff to roll through. Tangible, can, I, can I ask a question? Actual real flowers but, that she will ship to your house. Espo will ship them to your can, house. Can I ask a question? Yes. Uh, we talked a little bit about this while we were watching the game, but 
jerseys. Obviously, the Suns wearing the throwbacks today. Can I'm hesitant. I, I love those jerseys, but as an almost 39-year-old man, I don't feel like I can go buy a jersey of a guy that is A, younger than me, and B, that, that we talk about for a profession. Like I don't feel right wearing a Devin Booker jersey uh, as much as I love those jerseys. Am I in the wrong? Yes. Thing? Yeah. You're wrong. Okay. Yeah. That's just your own. Does that make you feel better? Am I just thinking big J journalism right now? I think so. I think you might. Um, I do. I get what you're saying. Um, But honestly, like, if you want a jersey, then buy a jersey. If you want to wear a jersey, wear a jersey. Like, I have certain ways that I prefer people to wear jerseys. But who gives a shit what I think? If you like it, wear it however you are comfortable. You do. And I you. think you should wear it if you want to wear a jersey. And I don't think you should worry whatsoever about what other people think. Oh, as long as not... you're comfortable in it, you should rock the hell out of it. I don't, honestly, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. I mean, I look like this and I come out on camera. So, so why do you ask? Like, because it's internally me, I'm like, but you don't give I a cover shit. this guy for, it's more of a, I cover <laughs> this guy for a living kind of thing. If you had yeah. it, that would have been the time. Had you what? know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I have a side question because I'm not saying that. Um, <laughs> Lindsay. What? You have a preferred way for people to wear jerseys? Yeah. Is it different for different sports jerseys? Yeah. I'm talking about basketball jerseys, sleeveless jerseys. Yeah. I just, so, I don't like wearing jerseys without something underneath. So I oh, prefer yeah. like a long sleeve or a hoodie underneath a jersey versus rocking a jersey by itself. That's just a preference though. It's hard for me to buy another person's jersey. Why? Because I just see. So I, then you understand where like, us was coming I, I, from. Exactly. No, 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 no. I, I, I put my own name on the <laughs> jersey because I don't give a fuck. Like, because I don't. I know I'm not trading myself. I'm always going to be a fan. Like, so buying a, for instance, uh, back in the day, I really wanted to buy um, uh, an Anquan Bolden jersey, and I decided against it. I was in the military. I decided against it, and sure enough, he left and he went to another team. And it's just now, what do I do with that jersey? I'm not going to keep wearing that jersey. It's stupid. He doesn't even play for the team. After he leaves the league, maybe I'll wear it as like a throwback-ish kind of thing. But uh, I've just never been about that life. That's See, why I don't, so then you get that's it. Why, that's why I don't wear jerseys. I thought he was talking about the insecurity of wearing a jersey. No, he was no, just saying no, it's I'll weird to buy jersey. somebody else's jersey. Like he feels weird about it. Oh, uh, I thought you meant you just feel weird wearing no, a jersey. I don't have a problem. Like if I, as long as like Lindsay said, I wear a t-shirt under it. I mean, I, I probably fine. took it I mean, more towards the wearing side of things, but I was just in generality like thinking. get a jersey okay, if you want gotcha. a jersey. Okay, so real quick, let's go back to the little trivia question. I don't think a single person has dropped Nobody it in the it. chat. Not a single You're never person. Gonna get it. You're never gonna no, get it. I was in shock when you Okay, I'll I... give you I'll give you a hint. Their name starts with a T. And Does that help? How about they're European? That might help. Name starts with a T and they're European. So continue to yeah. figure out if you guys can guess that one. Um, okay, so should we read one more ad to sure. try and stall a little Why bit not? for Daryl? This is we ran out of <laughs> flowers. Sorry, guys. I guess. Uh, Underdog fantasy is a heck of a lot of fun when you combine them and sports. Hey, as well. Joel Ramirez got it. There hey. we go. Joel got it first. Xavier put it down there as well. It is none other than Tony Parker. The French sensation himself. Yes, I was so shocked when I learned this. I'm going to have to go listen to Tony Parker. I rap, know, I? right? Now I need to figure out what his his number one song is. It's so, better than whatever that rock song, uh, the rock that song. That I brought you, up a while back. Up. That thing and, was horrible. And I went and listened to it. It did not hold up. Awful. It was so bad. It did not hold up. Um, okay, well, congratulations. I'm glad you guys finally got it. Joel wants to know what he wins, Lindsay. I told you, you get flowers. You got to tell Joel Flowers that. to you, Joel. Joel, let me start again. Hold on. <laughs> let me let me start over, okay? You ready? Joel, congratulations. You won the trivia question, and here are all the flowers for you. He wants a diehard membership. <laughs> hey, those flowers and fifty nine ninety nine will get you a diehard membership. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was trying. Uh, listen, I'm doing the best I can. It's really hot in it's here right funny. now. Well, like, you're also am... wearing 
the thickest sweater okay, ever. Okay, but it's like 60 degrees outside. It's cold. It's not my fault. Anyway, we need to go back to the fantasy under or the underdog fantasy app, y'all. And we need to read this ad. So it's the best place to combine fantasy sports and winning money. Ain't I right, Espo? It is. Tell us more. Oh, you were looking for more. Tell us more. No, I love love, uh, underdog. I'm just, I've talked about it before, but I suck at our fantasy football league uh, here uh, this year. I get bored. I get bored really easy and really just don't care all that much. But with underdog fantasy, I don't have to care for a full season. I can care for one game, two games a week. You can have a, a fantasy draft based on those. You can go head to head with your friends, put a little scratch in there. You get the money quick. I'm an instant gratification person. And that's uh, that's what you get at an underdog fantasy. Uh, I also love their pick them game, higher, lower, real simple. You can pick five, uh, five different players on a higher, lower on different stat totals, get 20 times your money. That that's the way I roll when it comes to to gambling, and that's why I love the Underdog Fantasy app. It is a fun way to make these games more interesting. And I know if you use that P- code PHNX when you sign up, they will match your deposit up to is it hundred dollars? Look at that, a hundred. Yeah, you can't beat that. All right, we got uh, updates. Oh, wait, 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 real quick before you start, uh, Espo doesn't really pay attention to the fantasy league anymore. Because at first he was a little scared because he got on a little bit of a rut and he was looking at Waffle House right in the face and was like, all right, let me, let me make some moves. He offered me a trade that I rejected because it was a trash trade. Oh, and I'm number two in our league anyway. Trades. And then uh, and then he started winning a couple games, so he's not really in danger of that. But That's not true. Yeah. I'm only a game back of Waffle House right now. Enjoy that Are fucking you? Waffle House. Yeah, buddy. I'm, I'm oh, screwed. Wow. Look. The deal is, did if we, ever if we tell, lose... Did we ever tell them what's happening at yeah. Waffle House? Or are we just talking about Waffle okay. House and assuming they know what we're talking I'll, about? I'll say it. We, if whoever loses our fantasy league has to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House, but they can take an hour of time off by eating a waffle. I'll be out in one hour. I'll just slam 23 <laughs> waffles in one hour, and I'll go home. That's just the way it'll go. Espo. 23 waffles in one hour? Do you think you're fucking... Like, I what? Actually, this, this, go? I think I could do it. You know, no, give me kids. Give me four hours okay. and I can do 20. Maybe listen, not. You're, you're right. I'm being overly... Listen, I know 24. that you feel Confident. very proud about like your eating ability, but I'm going to say this. Every time Espo and I have gone to like a nice dinner restaurant, Espo always orders like something like small, oh. tiny, petite. That's because I'm cheap. That doesn't have anything to do with my eating prowess. All right. I had I ate six pancakes at IHOP this morning in 15 minutes. Like, I'm getting out of Waffle House pretty damn fast is what I'm saying. I don't know. I feel like I could definitely, if it was a competition and I had, like, I knew I was going to be hurting afterwards, but I needed to get out of a Waffle House, I feel like I could at least eat five in an hour. Look, I'm going to tell you, by hour four, I will have finished the amount of waffles I need to get out of there. I will have 20 done in four hours. Like, I don't think that's a problem. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay, if this happens... Nobody said I couldn't go throw them up if I needed to either. <laughs> Whatever this, it takes to get out of if there. If this happens, then we're making a bet on a bet. Oh, well, I, I sure You're tell You're making a bet on a bet. We should totally <laughs> I hope I can, I hope I can I'm avoid it. I'm on your it, side. But. I feel like you could pull it off. I really do. I think that's true. Dude, you guys are crazy. There's I'm, no way. There's no way in hell. Okay, first of all, Fucking yeah. Gerald. <laughs> Emma, Gerald, just because you're wearing 12 sounds. Give me a second. I don't know. I really feel like I could I could take some that's exactly, down. That's exactly how it goes, Connor. As opposed to the waitress. I'll just take some ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> They're cheap. I don't know, man. I don't 24 is a lot, but I feel like I could definitely knock some time off of it. I just I I have faith that I'm not going to finish last because I've seen Bo and I've seen Cheerston play fantasy football and even me on autopilot I think I can take care of business so I don't know well guys right. have no fear Gerald is here is he uh, is in he? the darkness beyond the light <laughs> there shall only be one welcome you I'm getting that on a shirt, just so you know. <laughs> I'm still not prepared for it, even though I know it's coming every single time now. Uh-oh. Uh, I, would, we can hear you, Gerald, just fine, but just know that you're coming in very, very glitchy right now. So, 
Okay, but you can hear me okay? Oh, yeah, you're just fine. It's because he's got that sweater on tonight. Yeah, it, uh, that's, uh, that's why it's glitching. Does Mr. Rogers know you stole a sweater? I'm not even going to answer that. I'm <laughs> <dignify>. <laughs> that's okay. We found out that Steve from fucking Blues Clues is right here next to us, so it's all good. Gerald, haters going to hate. That's all I'm saying. You and I look fly as hell tonight, okay? Just know that. <laughs> Thank you, and we're comfy too. Exactly, and nice and cozy and warm. She's hot. I, I'm a she's little like, bit warm, but that's not because of sweater. That's because his office over is a here. little warm right now. They got the heat on in here. Anyway, Gerald, talking sons basketball. DeAndre Ayton had himself another night. Uh, what did Monty and the, his teammates say about his performance? Yeah, so it was funny. Book joked. He said, "I don't know what he ate for Thanksgiving, but I wish I had went over there for, to his house for dinner because." It's it's incredible when he has stellar performances like that and back to back nights. And, and that was Monty's big thing is, you know, he, he called him a monster to have back to back nights where he plays that well. Um, and he said, you know, he'll he'll come in here and he'll tell you guys sometimes like, you know, Monty's on me or this is why he's riding me. And Monty said, like, this is why, because we know what he's capable of and we're continuing to call him up because we know that this should be the standard. And, and D.A. even agreed with it after the game. He was saying this should be the norm for me. Um, so really impressive performance from him. He was saying that he can't be a guy that eases into the game. He has to come out and have a strong performance from the start. Uh, and that's what he's done the last two nights. So it's encouraging to see that. All right, Gerald. Before I get to my question, Jason came hard at you. He said, Gerald, quote, give me a sweet potato but make it a sweater. That was a good one, Jason. I mean, that was a really good one. I mean, I've gotten lots of compliments on the sweater tonight, so I don't know. Connor Brooks so yeah, suck it, Jason. <laughs> Connor Brooks said, girth looking like pumpkin spice. <laughs> hey, Howard says, nice fit. Quit hating. So we'll quit hating. Okay. Uh, a man that I'm not hating about is one Jock Landell. He gets on the, uh, on the court in the fourth quarter, the first time we've seen him in a long time. What was Monty's wheel of uh, reasoning tonight and it got Jock on the court? Yeah, he was saying they were looking for a spark. They were looking for some type of injection of energy. They needed someone who could finish in the pick and roll uh, that wasn't DeAndre Ayton because they were really struggling in that regard. Um, Biz didn't have a great night tonight, obviously. So, you know, he was saying he called himself a hypocrite because before the game I had asked him about Josh Okogie and he was talking about, you know, guys like Josh and Jock who their minutes have kind of fluctuated and it's tough to find minutes for you know, 11 guys who are all working their asses off and deserve to be on the court. So he was saying, I'm kind of a hypocrite for talking about that before the game and then turning right back around and playing jock again for the first time in like three or four games. Uh, but it paid off. He was saying, it's one of those moves. I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but you look like a genius after the fact for going to it. Um, he did say that he could very well go back to biz next game. But, you know, for, for a team that was looking for answers in the fourth, Landale really provided them tonight. Uh, you know, listen, overall, uh, Devin Booker, not the greatest tonight. Uh, shooting was very subpar, uh, 8 for 27. Um, does it? Does he look like he's uh, a little worn down uh, or, or tired? Uh, it, it, he's, he's logged some heavy minutes of late. Um, well, what is your take on that? Yeah, I think so. And I think tonight was one of kind of the rare nights where it felt like he was forcing it a little bit. Um, you know, he didn't have it going. He changed his shoes at halftime and joked after the game like yeah I've done that a couple of times shit didn't work tonight but I tried <laughs> um you know it, we did ask Monty about it and he was saying you know playing him 39 minutes on the second night of a back-to-back -back, again that's not something he wants to do it's just something that that's kind of where they're at he was able to contribute in other areas he did have the 11 rebounds four of which were offensive he had seven assists um and he still did get up points even though it was on the same number of shots so obviously not a great shooting night for him but he was able to impact the game in other ways and and his defense was pretty good for the most part until he started to you know look a little worn down yeah i thought colin sexton was kind of trying to give him the business a little yeah. bit in the first half on about three straight possessions and then after that booker uh shored up the d real quick but uh yeah i'll tell you what colin sexton for a glimpse for a glimpse there i was like holy shit this dude is uh Oh, he's playing yeah. he's playing all-star level right now what's going on but uh, he kind of came back down to earth so or came back down to girth whatever you want to say it 
<laughs> okay, so you mentioned book playing 39 minutes tonight. Obviously, would love to see those minutes come down a little bit for him, especially since they've been so high for quite a while now. But on the flip side, we saw DeAndre in play 34 minutes, which is a little bit higher than what he normally has. How are you feeling about kind of that extra load, if you will, on DA's shoulders? Or did anybody mention DA being able to handle this? Because I know conditioning has been something we've talked about with DA for a while around the minutes side of things. Yeah, it is. And Monty was quick to call this out as well. He was saying a lot of people don't know this, but the work that he's putting in uh, during crazy hours at night, going into the gym, into their practice facility, working with their trainer, Corey Vincent, on conditioning, Monty was saying that's something that allowed him to not only play 34 minutes tonight, but play such a productive 34 minutes. You know, he was taking a lot of shots. He got eight offensive rebounds. He was crashing the glass hard. He came up with that steal in the fourth quarter there that in the final minute or so that really helped the Suns stay ahead there. He was making big time plays and you could tell he was gassed near the end. But, you know, I don't know if he would have been able to play such a heavy load of minutes and be that productive without that type of work that he's putting in behind the scenes. So Monty was quick to praise him for that. And D.A. joked, he was like, yeah, I don't know about crazy hours. That might just be 9 or 10 p.m. for Monty. But he is <laughs> he is working on He did say he is working on that. And it's something that's important to him because, you know, with the physicality that he wants to bring to the table, getting to the free throw line more, putting his shoulder into guys and talking about how gratifying it is to start getting calls now because of it, like you need to be in good shape. And so he's definitely putting in the work there. So what you're saying is the Monty DA relationship has moved to the, we can make jokes about each other uh, phase. <laughs> so everything's think, good now, I think. Yes, I think so. And I, honestly, the other night after DA had a really big, uh, that really big incident with Patrick Beverly, and was talking about keeping his composure. He talked a lot about how we play for Monty Williams, and it's something that he's instilled in us, that long-term approach of not doing anything to miss time. And he talked really positively about Monty. So I was kind of struck by that, how far we've come just from a few months ago when the big storyline was, you know, are Monty and DA even talking to each other? And now you've got DA, you know, unprovoked kind of, saying these positive things about Monty and Monty joking about DA and vice versa. Like that relationship seems about as good as it's ever been. And I think it, that game seven was what they said it was all along, just a bad day. Yeah. But Papa Williams probably also said actions have consequences. <laughs> so, you know, let's not let him all off the hook there, yeah. Pat Bev. So like you brought up Pat Bev though. Do you think that that moment was a, uh, was a bit of an igniter for DA, uh, the chat brought that up earlier, but that was a moment that since then, DA has played very engaged and, and very physical in ways. It might be. And, you know, he was talking about how he loved the fourth quarter of that game because of all the trash talk going back and forth, the physicality, the way they were kind of sticking it to each other. Um, obviously, you don't want to see a guy get shoved in the back like that, but it did seem to have an effect on, on waking him up. I, I do think he's been playing well for a handful of games, not just the last two, obviously. But, mm. um, yeah, when you have a moment like that that kind of galvanizes you as a team, and, and D.A. was talking about how it meant a lot to him for his teammates to come over and calm him down because they didn't want, you know, a suspension or a fine or anything bad for their guy. Like, those are big-time things that kind of fly under the radar and maybe they have kind of lit the spark that we were hoping uh, to see from DA in the last few weeks. So I see on your Twitter here that um, you guys brought up the Amari stat line of like the 28 and 20, similar to what DA had tonight. Uh, can you give us more insight into how DA responded to that? Yeah, he was saying, you know, I remember watching him when I was a kid uh, so he's he's grown up watching stat and he was saying he definitely dunked the ball more than me, but I'm trying like he's he's working on it. And he's had a couple of great posters the last few games that have been very Amari-esque in the way that he kind of takes the contact with his body, rises up and finishes with one hand. So, um, yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. I, I think, you know, when you talk about a guy being more physical, the fact that he can get that high and elevate that high when he plants both of his feet and is going downhill like there's not a lot of guys that are going to be able to challenge that. So if he's kind of flipped that switch of realizing like, 
shit, if I catch the ball here and I've got two feet down, I'm going to rise up. Like he's going to catch somebody on a poster soon. We're all ready to see it. So hopefully we get it sooner rather than later. (laughs) Gerald, thank you so much. We appreciate you always calling in. Absolutely. You guys have a good one. I got to answer a question for Matt in the chat. He's asked okay. multiple times. I wasn't ignoring you. There just wasn't a good time. The jersey in the background, not a Xavier McDaniel. It's a Charles Barkley custom made from Royal Retros. Uh, check them out if you want to. That's a free plug, but that's where I got that jersey. So. All right. Well, there you go. I guess I could have said goodbye with Gerald on the show. Probably could. We probably could have. talked about that. Yeah. We did. We like, literally I literally talked, talked about it last night. But, you know, whatever. I forgot. So we'll say goodbye to you guys now. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you. We are going to be off tomorrow, but we'll be back on Monday. Uh, We got another Suns game to cover, which means we will be live 30 minutes before tip-off and live again, of course, after the game wraps up to break it all down with you. Thank you again for tuning in. Hope you have a great Sunday. Until we see you next, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just remember, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the Western Conference, and they're coming for the rest of the NBA. Ahoy, hoy. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. BH and X though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw it.